when we are exposed to all these toxins all around us all day, that's when we detox is when we sleep, sleep on your sheets. If you're going to sleep on your bed, wow, Mm -hmm. I want to detox those toxins on a non-toxic bed. Welcome to the Health After 30 podcast. I'm Alana Bonneman, naturopath and holistic nutritionist. This podcast is dedicated to reclaiming your health by harnessing yourself as your biggest asset. Get ready because this is where we stand up for your body's ability to heal, go against outdated norms and say yes to change, creating true and lasting health success all from the inside out. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Health After 30 podcast and let's get started. Steph is a trained functional nutritionist, the host of the Health and the Details podcast and founder of the educational platform, Pitch Your Health. She knows that health goes far beyond what's on your plate and understands that the approach to holistic health can sometimes be like you're piecing it all together. Her educational platform aims to make health fun and put the whole picture together for you so you can see what health in your life can look like. Hi, Steph, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, it's so good to be here, Alana. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that great introduction. (laughs) Um, What you've been doing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It actually really aligns with what I do. And that's why I'm so happy that you're here to kind of make noise with me. Yeah, me too. And I'm excited to talk about um, our topic today, kind of, you know, moving past a little bit what's on our plate and looking at kind of our external environment, um, things we use every day and things that we come in contact with every day, making choices and the toys we buy for our kids. And I think it's just great how it all affects your health and it's beautiful. Yeah. Excited yeah. to be here. It's a, it's a massive topic. And so we are going to touch on today is toxins and I kind of feel like when I say toxins I feel like it's kind of a buzzword like we say it a lot like oh that nail polish it smells toxic or heavy metals in our food oh that's so toxic oh these chemicals leach into the water oh that's toxic and I feel Mm -hmm. like we've kind of become desensitized to the word toxins and toxicity and toxic tox Mm -hmm. (laughs) one yeah yeah no you're completely right it's a kind of a buzzword like natural right it's yeah the polar opposite natural toxic um but yeah I totally agree I'm really excited to dive a little bit deeper into actually what toxic means detox Mm -hmm. and I also feel there's a real common misbelief with this whole toxin talk god like pick a word toxin toxics toxicity (laughs) the synonym that I'm using there's kind of a there's, there's like a, there's an overarching thing because we kind of, we're, we're aware that they're there, right? Mm-hmm. But I often hear, and there's like this common misbelief that there's, you know, there's, there's a certain ingredient in what we eat or in what we put in our skin or what is in our pajamas or the toy, the kids' toys or whatever it is. And it's okay because it's just, it's just a little bit that's in there. So it's fine, mm-hmm. you know, right? Yeah. I hear this all the time. I hear that as like an argument and I just wanted to get your your feeling, your yeah. vibe on that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that comes to a really, really good point. Is like if you take a little bit here and a little bit there, and you have to look at that, it all adds up, right? So then you're kind of putting 
everything in like a cup, right? Like, oh, there's just a little bit on my bed or a little <laughs> bit on my clothes. But then it's like, wait a second, my cup's full and I'm exposed 24 hours a day. Mm. And so I think that's a good way to look at it is targeting areas of your life that maybe need to be detoxed or untoxified, right? Maybe mm. where you spend the most time or um, wearing something or starting to notice the way you actually feel like, oh, I really like the sweater that I got secondhand, but I know it's got fire retardant on it, right? And then I would start to notice things like, gosh, I actually feel really tired today because you're wearing fire retardant next to your skin all day long, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, I mean, it's a good question. It's cumulative. And I think sometimes we do have to look the other way because otherwise we couldn't live our life, mm -hmm. right? Um, because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But we can make conscious decisions where we spend the most time or what we wear. I mean, control is an illusion, right? But we can control certain things in our life. Yeah. I like how you're saying, where do you spend most of your time? Beds? I mean, that's where you're spending most of your time. Everyone's got a yeah. bed. How do you navigate that? Yeah. And I think it's really hard today because there are a lot of mattress companies that say, um, you know, non-toxic. I mean, but what does that really mean? Because they're mm -hmm. advertising it that way, but there are so many regulations in our world that allow a lot of chemicals still to slip through. And I think for a lot of people, that's hard to even further investigate that. So when you're looking at like choosing your next mattress, especially if you're thinking about getting a new mattress, right? You're thinking, I'm going to spend eight hours here. I think I'm going to do a little deeper research, a mattress mm. that's comfy and a mattress that's really actually toxic free. Mm. Um, and I think that's just, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the most important things to me because sleep is when we are exposed to all these toxins all around us all day, that's when we detox is when we sleep sleep on your sheets if you're going to sleep on your bed wow mm. i want to detox those toxins on a non-toxic bed right <laughs> mm -hmm. and i think that is extremely hard to navigate because there are very few blogs there are very few places that you can actually go and when you actually start investigating mattresses you have like four four <laughs> mattresses that you can choose from right so, right. And even if you slept, didn't have a mattress and slept on the carpet, then you're like facing the same issues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I guess you could get yourself a little wool, wool padding to sleep on. And you might. Yeah. <laughs> so um, long as you're not allergic to anything. Oh, gosh. Right. Yes. Right. So that it's a whole new can. And as well, you want to, you know, you have a chiropractic father and you know all this. And then you also want, to support your spine and have some orthopedic support yeah yeah let's sleep if you wake up like oh my back hurts and yeah yeah this is this goes back to the holistic health it's like there's so many aspects to it but let's stay with toxins then so mm -hmm. you mentioned before like wearing flame retardants I 
remember when I had my first son, someone gave us a a gift of a little body. And I actually remember these from myself as well in the pajamas. It has a little picture, which is like danger, do not go near fire. And it has like a fire mm-hmm. sign in it. Yeah. Yeah. So firstly, I was like, why is that there? I mean, growing up in Australia, I was like, what fire are we going near? A. Yeah. And B, was that such a problem that now there's like fire? Ret- like what what's going on there? And why are fire retardants in our pajamas? Um, you know, I think that goes back to this notion that you didn't want small children to catch on fire, right? If there was a fire, I guess, at night and then um you're making these synthetic fabrics that easily catch on fire. And so they added chemicals to them. Right. And then your child is breathing them, inhaling them. Um, But I completely agree with you. I mean, that is a total warning sign. You see that fire and you're like, wow, I think I might. And I don't even feel good about donating those because I don't want some other child to wear them, but it's kind of a red flag that, wow, I really don't want my child wearing this because that means there's chemicals on it, right? Mm. And they're also warning you that those chemicals can come off. 100%, they off-gas. They also just absorb in your skin. Um, Right. And this is like the massive thing about, you said before as well, like going beyond the plate because, of course, we can ingest smell, um, you know, through the olfactory, but then also like your skin is the barrier, which is supposed to be protecting you from the outside world. But when it's just covered the whole time, like if your skin can't breathe, then it's just constantly consuming, right? Ingesting in its own way. Yep. Yeah. And it's blocked. And you're right. Those synthetic fabrics and those flame retardants block your skin from breathing, right? So it's just in there kind of circulating and keeping that environment because we need air we need (laughs) that air on our skin and yeah I mean you know it's a long and here in the states I think that fire retardant as well going with that symbol a little bit is propaganda 65 so California actually has implemented all companies that have anything toxic on them or have flyer retardant on their clothing, um, they label it Propaganda 65. And I think that's also a red flag. Um, if you see that, oh man, I want a new sweater, but that says Propaganda 65 or that has flames on it. I think I'm going to go somewhere. And that has somewhere else because that gives you a choice, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Propaganda 65. Is that is that would that be anything synthetic? If we're on the topic of clothes, synthetic clothes, they come from more or less plastic. Mm-hmm. And people kind of have this belief as well that all plastics yeah. are bad. Mm-hmm. Are all plastics bad? And with this propaganda 65, what do they define as toxins? That I mean, actually, when you actually really investigate propaganda 65, I mean it is extremely thorough and it's actually I think a very good point to sift through all those chemicals anything that I mean basically any chemical I mean it's a huge document and it's on furniture um so you're looking at formaldehyde things like that um things that off gas mm-hmm. and so anything that maybe has been red flagged is 
Propaganda 65 or has <laughs> not been approved. Okay. okay. Also a good point. Yeah. Not yet approved. I love that. Also not yet approved because I know with BPA and plastic bottles, everyone's like, oh, this doesn't contain BPA, but they still had to make plastic bottles. Um, So Mm -hmm. they're using, they're using BPS and (laughs) it just hadn't been proven that it was almost similar to BPA. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at that stuff, those are really helpful things. Like you're saying about the fires, on those pajamas or propaganda 65 um but that's not everywhere because people can sell and i mean you know it starts going down a tricky place where maybe we're going to educate our listeners for the ability to look more into how to identify these things because in certain areas you don't need that and you can maybe not put the fire on it or Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. you don't have to say it if you're selling it here but not there in different countries and stuff like that and so um I think it really comes down to just like you're saying okay if something's made of plastic let's take a deeper look you Mm -hmm. know what number of plastic is it made from um if you have to choose plastic right don't Mm -hmm. choose plastic um yeah, I mean, I feel also with plastic, there's like, it's like a very whole look and it. it's like wearing plastic clothes, like synthetic clothes. When you wash it, it's all of that's getting washed, which is going to our water system, which eventually yeah. one day probably ends up in the ocean, which means there's microplastics in the ocean and the fish, if you're eating fish, yeah. <laughs> it's just like this, uh, yeah, this whole picture, which has kind of yeah. gone wrong. No, I mean, it's beautiful, like what you just said, because that's how I think of things like, oh, I'm going to buy this new synthetic sweater. But that's what I see. It's like, you know, it's like the movies, it's like, tick, 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 tick. and then I see the washing and then the fish and then the mito, you know, the plankton. And um, it's just a huge ripple effect. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, and there are a lot of eco friendly companies now that say oh yoga pants from recycled plastic and I think it's great that they're recycling plastic but it's just like you said it's still plastic really and yoga pants really close to your body and Mm. really close to your private parts um and then you're also washing that and it's also going in the water to the ocean eventually and I think yeah it's it's a huge ripple effect. Yeah. And so that's the consequence that it also, I guess, has on a biggest, like a bigger picture on the environment. But what, like, toxins, and this is such a broad topic, and I like that we're kind of like mm-hmm. choosing, like, you know, clothes or, you know, furniture, like it really kind of brings it down to something that you can grasp. But what effects does it have on our body? Like, what are all of these, I quote, toxins doing? to us how does it affect our health oh that's a big topic because it's very different right for each one like bpa we know um you know infertility major hormonal issues i mean it's it's not even a question anymore it's Mm. like it's like it's essentially it's birth control in a very negative way Mm. um and so it messes with your hormones it can affect your brain your neurological system i mean you're absorbing this through your skin 
I mean, your liver has a huge, huge amount to detox and it can fall behind, right? And then if one thing falls out of place, then the rest falls out of place. Um, another one is it can definitely be stored in your tissue, right? Mm-hmm. I And I think people, you know, you, you start storing those toxins away from your vital organs. And so they really can get stored in your tissue, causing mm. fatigue, brain fog. I mean, for everybody, it's different, right? All these organs that are essential for life. Yeah. And I like this point, you know, it's like your liver, its job is to detoxify. It's doing that day in, day out. But if it's overburdened, if your little liver cup is full, you know, then it's just, it's just constant. It's just constant and it'll keep up. And yeah, when it can't yeah, detoxify everything, then it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. It's it needs keep to be it stored. Away. Yeah. And I mean, as a baseline foundationally back when, right, our liver did 500 things. It's doing 500 things a day for us, like all the time, detoxing, conjugating. Um, and then we're just adding more. And I don't think it can keep up. We need our liver sleep on our non-toxic bed. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we kind of see that we have these toxins in the world as well. I feel like as a consumer, it's really hard to kind of make big change, but I also know that like every little, every little vote counts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something bigger than what we do, but we know that there are detrimental effects in our body. And the thing is, is it might not be just, yeah, as we said, this one thing, it's an accumulation of things. Mm -hmm. And then next to that, we have all of these random symptoms, which you can't really pinpoint to one thing. So -hmm. it makes it really, really difficult, actually. Yeah, it makes it really difficult. I mean, and I think, um, I mean, go ahead if you were going to continue with that. But um. You know, I feel like part of my process and part of where I take people beyond that is you start with your diet. You always do foundationally because, I mean, what you're ingesting is closer to you than anything, right? Um, You don't want pesticides. You don't want GMOs in there. You don't, you know, and then you're right. It's like you have these random symptoms that just keep coming back. And then it's time to take a deeper look into the external environment. And, you know, part of my thing was um, the chemical sensitivity. It wasn't really just the food. I was having really environmental external issues that needed. Mm. I wanted to ask you actually, like, what was, what was your, like, when did all of this, like, when did the ball drop for you for all of this? When was your aha moment where you were like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I need to change something. Yeah. Well, Um, and that's, I mean, you know, I kind of knew it was there, right? Like we're talking about, it's like, you kind of know it's there. It's like, you see that flame, but you're like, don't really know. And you don't examine it. And, um, I had an Eliza cat test. I don't know if you are familiar with those in Germany and they test environmental toxins as well. I mean, this was years and years ago. Um, it's still like, good test if you are really struggling but 
um, it tests everything, environmental factors as well. And a lot came up and I started to look a little bit deeper um, at soap ingredients and things like that. Whoa, I'm allergic to polyglycoli, you know. Oh, that's a lot of things. It's a lot of things, but it's actually not just me. It's like a lot of people. It's it's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, you know, I would stay away from what I was allergic to. And then I was like, you know, maybe it goes far beyond that because everybody's allergic to all these toxins in a sense, right? And um, I actually based on your recommendation years and years and years ago i read uh slow death slow death by rubber ducky um the secret dangers of everything right yeah Um, yeah which is a really great book if you ever ever want to read to dive deeper into this stuff um i'll pop into the show notes for us yeah yeah Yeah, because already on the cover you're looking at a duck with uh, the percentage of platelets, lead, chlorine. These are rubber ducks that everybody gives their kids, right? As like a token of being yeah. born. So, yeah. <laughs> Play with this every bath time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which they chew on and stuck yeah. on it. We all know that's a whole nother thing. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was just this examination. And then it was like, whoa. Um, okay. I really need to start looking at labels a lot heavier, a lot Mm. closer, um, instead of glossing over these numbered ingredients too. Like we tend to gloss over things we don't know. It's like, oh yeah, it's got, you know, green tea and, uh, olive oil. Yeah. I know that one's good. good. And and then, oh, uh, number five, number six, potassium sorbate, public glycerol, whatever, number five on there. And, Oh, uh, red number five dye. And so you just like, those are like at the bottom and you kind of just like, oh, but it's got olive oil. It's so good for me. Um, (laughs) Gotta be good for my hair. Um, And so then I just started really detective looking at that stuff. I mean, you really got to take a deep look and especially, you know, it takes time though, but that's why we're here on this episode because if it is numbered, it's it's most likely toxic, okay? If it has um, a number in it. it. If it has a number in it, it's most likely toxic. It was designed in a lab, right? Mm. So I think when it comes down to using products and things on label, you want to be able, just like food, you want to be able to pronounce everything on there. Mm. You kind of want to know what's on that label. Yeah. And, you know, there are, are certain things that are it's okay for them to be lab synthesized like you know it's hydrosoled or something you know so that it mixes well and looks just like shampoo um, yeah you know if they're adding color or taking away mm-hmm. some chemicals to make it better it starts to become toxic mm-hmm. yeah right it's like I love shampoo is the um example there because thicker fuller more voluminous hair like there's something that's making that happen right like smoother hair it's like you know it's coating the hair and I also 
Yeah, I love what's also with shampoo because if you're reacting to something in shampoo, your skin's going to tell you straight away. I used to work a lot with skin and that was like, boom, like something mm-hmm. is aggravating this. Like change yeah. shampoo and it's like, poor. Like yeah. it was just that, just that one thing that had to be changed mm-hmm. and makes such a difference. Yeah, a huge difference. I mean, I love the topic of shampoo too because – I mean, just think about it. You wash your hair, but all that soap runs down your back. Maybe some gets in your eyes, on your face. So that's like everywhere. You're absorbing that. You're getting that whole encompassing of that shampoo. Um, And then, you know, even taking it even deeper because there are natural products out there that still do use chemicals. And that's another thing is, yeah, switching that product fully you can't just mm. say oh i switched to natural shampoo it's no, like, herbal essence they yeah. like claim to be natural but it's they're a top list of no-goes a total no-goes look, do you know annie leonard the story of cosmetics she does the story of stuff too and also the story of cosmetics such a good video you know does this little uh i want to say infographic that's not infographic it's like where oh you know, cartoon like sketch yeah, yeah the cartoon yes, where she's yes, just yes, like yes. So yeah, the story of story of cosmetics it's called. And she's just like, things are going in. There's like yeah. it's a massive industry and it's going into your products. And we're putting these, yeah, like these baby oils onto our children. We're putting right. it onto ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, like it's not okay. <laughs> it's totally not okay. I mean, and you know, I think that's the most beautiful thing is like actually we spend a ton of money on these products that are not good for us when really you could just use an oil for moisturizer simple Mm. one ingredient you could use coconut oil or even an olive oil um i mean or there's some beautiful people that make natural simple with some essential oils and stuff and whatever Mm. um And I think that's like a misconception that we have as well. And how I was raised is that, oh my gosh, if I want it to be anti-aging, it's got to have all these ingredients in it. And Mm. um, let's sift through it. It really can just be one simple ingredient and it does the trick. I mean, shampoo is a little different, right? Um, Yeah, but it's all, I mean, when we talk about cosmetic, it's, it's all kind of, it's all kind of funneling into I guess, to make people look better. But, I mean, no cosmetic is really going to, is going to cover a good night's sleep, being hydrated, whole oh. diet, sweating every day, you know, like yeah. it's, <laughs> so it's it's really, it's, it's really counter, I feel, because it's like we put so much money and time and effort into some, some products and there's fantastic companies you're right that are like making the shift and they're making noise i used to work for a company amazingly they mm-hmm. only sell these like mm-hmm. types of these products and that's like it's just yeah like they're they're the ones they're kind of like pioneering this new way but i guess it's all in the end it yeah. comes down to maybe vanity and this is like a, it's a bigger problem than just us it's like a societal thing yeah. that people are aiming for so like this aging gracefully mm-hmm. you know we're all getting older yeah yeah, age gracefully and but yeah, if your skin's dry, I mean nobody's comfortable if your skin's dry. So absolutely use a moisturizer. Uh, um just really look at what you're using and mm. take a look at that, but be happy with and it's just like you said, the skin company that 
is pioneering that they're probably using less ingredients and I hate to say it you're looking better because (laughs) there's less ingredients in there and that's that's the truth right Mm. because long term those chemicals that you're putting on your face it's like whoa all of a sudden you have all these free radicals that you have to get rid of on your face which is Mm. the the window right which everybody sees yeah yeah it's like pop pop, other little problems pop up then or symptoms Mm -hmm. Mm. okay so what like what can we like what do we need so a I guess we need to like have a new way we kind of look at what's what we're actually putting Mm -hmm. on our skin into our mouths what we're you know having in our houses what we're sleeping on what we're wearing we need to kind of I guess look more at that and think more about that what's the shift in our way of thinking mm-hmm. like what what shift do we need to make because yeah. you can hear that and you're like oh yeah yeah, I'll do that but like we have this belief that well chemicals like they're only little and it doesn't matter we know they're accumulative so like w- what what shift can we make yeah I think that's a great great question I mean that's something that I've grappled with too and I'm the person like when I find out oh my gosh, my workout ball has PVC. My yoga mat has PVC. I wanted to go out because I was, you know, I'm breathing that in while I'm trying to do a detoxifying practice. It's like, whoa. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go out immediately and replace everything, um, but that's not feasible. I mean, as a person, it's okay to be okay with the fact. And I think it's okay to shift your mind to just starting to become aware of these things um, and really looking at everything that surrounds you, you know, um, from the shampoo you use to the makeup you're using and taking maybe baby steps to look like, you know, the EWG environmental working agency website maybe you type one ingredient in there from your shampoo and it's like okay this is a you know rated five for cancer yeah and they have a database exactly. don't they you can put yeah. in an ingredient and they can tell you what it does what it dist- like what it mm-hmm. where it actually kind of messes things up whether it's yeah in you know the pulmonary in your lungs or whether it's yeah cardio yeah. or whether it's neural like they re- they've done so much research haven't they They really have. And I think it's like, but then it comes, just like you said, it's the importance. Like you look at that, maybe you typed in one ingredient and then you make that choice, that mind shift choice. Like today, even though I haven't finished the shampoo, I'm actually just going to switch hundred percent and just switch your shampoo. Um, And then think about next time you buy a bed. You know, I'm going to buy a non-toxic bed. But 100% (laughs) don't drink out of plastic. Don't drink out of it. Because then you're making a conscious choice. Even the hard plastics, because like like there's a soft plastic and, you know, like a a, a water bottle, which you've kind of bought in the store, which is maybe sat in the car all day and got the sun on it. And so like, okay, like, you know, that's you don't want to drink out of that. What about the hard plastics? Like if you buy a drink bottle. Yeah. And also? Um, you know, I think it depends on the number of plastic. I think really the only one that really has actually been studied and doesn't leach is like plastic number two. 
um, but to a certain point, right? So if you get a plastic water bottle, you're going to want to be replacing that a lot more often because Mm. the lifespan doesn't last as long because at a certain point, it does start to degrade. Like there's (laughs) no stopping that no matter what number it is. That's true. And glass and metal don't have that biodegradability. Right. Mm, Yeah. Day-to-day wear. Right. So it just comes back to making that choice. What do you spend the most time with? Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's like find one thing. I mean, it's the best start, isn't it? Because you're right. Like what you said before, like it's not a quick overhaul. You can't just Marie Kondo (laughs) your whole life (laughs) like that. It's a, yeah, like find something that I guess matters most to you and where you kind of do spend a lot of time and make changes there just make those small changes and mm-hmm. make small changes yeah yeah like a, a good water bottle might look like a big invest you know 30 40 dollars or whatever euros that is but really looking at the lifespan of that water bottle and the health you and the time you spend with it mm-hmm. like that just made a huge impact on your life yeah a different material you know choosing a different shampoo all totally doable things that are really Mm -hmm. easy and can change your toxic load from you know 95 percent to 30 right there Mm -hmm. i remember seeing a documentary of a family i want to say in england who were kind of just eating normal food uh, sorry normal foods what's a normal food um who are eating just grocery store foods which had herbicides and pesticides and they tested yeah the chemical the different chemicals um and then switched them to organic actually and yeah then tested them after three months and it was significantly lower yeah and i'm sure that goes with every single aspect of our lives yeah absolutely Mm. totally absolutely even just the shampoo and whatever ingredient that might have been in there that was a red flag I mean your load could go down significantly Mm. I mean another thing I want to say about shampoo though is um you know like if you do have a wheat sensitivity or such things like that look look because wheat is a natural ingredient and it does tend to be in a lot of shampoos actually so that's something that even for oh, natural that you want to have a red flag. Always gluten-free. Yes, it's not always gluten-free. Mm. Um, so, you know, it just comes to being that detective when you start choosing new products. Mm. Oh, I can't believe that I had wheat because wheat actually really does give hair volume. So it's mm-hmm. a good natural replacement. Um you know, and it could be non-GMO or organic, but it's still wheat. It's still so. causing. Mm. Yeah. And so once we yeah. start to de- like once we start to declutter the toxins out of our life, mm-hmm. then what what's it gonna like how do we do we do we feel a change? Do we see a change? Mm-hmm. Do we smell a change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Look like? Absolutely. I mean, change is like a, a change in your energy level, a better night's sleep. I mean you're starting to notice these things like, wow, I think I'm really sleeping better. I think mm-hmm. I'm maybe detoxing better. Maybe you are feeling more energetic during the day. And maybe 
you're really starting to see better skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a huge change, and you you won't you won't know it until you do it and you feel it. And it's a hard <laughs> thing to explain, but it's this light feeling. You don't feel as heavy because your body's fighting all those toxins, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Because it's something that can actually, you can actually change. Like you can, you have, yeah, this word control, like you can kind of, yeah, choose and control what comes in and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can control what water bottle you buy, what water mm. bottle you use. I mean, another thing with water as well and and helping with the burden of toxins that we have every day, no matter what, or things that we aren't ready to change or don't change yet. Um, you know, adding trace minerals to your water and putting in things like fulmic and humic acid or just simple things that you could buy at a health food store, just trace minerals that actually help your body daily detox that toxic load. Mm -hmm. Um, My question next was, what can we do? Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, please tell us, tell Ah, us (laughs) other than just removing what, what's coming in, what else can we do to help, help our bodies? As you know, it's the same with nutrition, right? It's remove, replenish. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, it, yeah, after you remove, then, I mean, you can also, like I said, just add those trace minerals. There's a lot usually at, you know, co-ops or organic or food stores. Um, even the one near your house, I'm sure they have trace minerals. And these come from like ancient fossilized places where... It's just minute trace minerals that we used to get a long, long time ago that we used to actually, our bodies utilize to detox. And they mm-hmm. seem so small, but they make such a big difference. And it's something that's so easy. It doesn't really change the taste of your water, or, but it helps bind to those toxins and those insults. Mm-hmm. And then your liver as well is not burdened as much. Mm-hmm. And it helps with removal hmm yeah yeah wonderful oh Steph it's been so insightful yeah. like having this conversation with you if um if there's one thing that we can do right now that is going to help us kind of like start to move change we have talked about a lot today but what's what's a simple thing that we can kind of take from all of this and start once we stop listening to this podcast yeah um I think a huge part of today's topic is don't feel defeat. Don't look around and feel defeat. I think the biggest thing you can take away is feel empowered to make those changes to lessen your toxic load. So really feel like you have control over what you do have control over, what goes in your body, what goes on your body. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Steph. Thanks, Alana. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If what we talked about interests you and you would like to know more about reducing the toxic load while also replenishing our nutrient stores, then I'll put a link in the show notes for you to be able to get more information about this. Be well and I'll catch you next time.